guys, it's Dominique here and I am back with another episode of the Wise Words Podcast. I just want to say thank you guys so much for continuously tuning in to the Wise Words Podcast and listening to every episode, sending your suggestions, your feedback, your questions, and just showing love and support. Words cannot express how much I love and appreciate all of you guys. So for today's episode, it will be a bonus episode because this is talking about fasting and fasting is something that can be good for your mental health. However, it does focus more on the spiritual and Christianity side and perspective of this show. So what I'm going to be talking about is how good fasting is, how to do it effectively, tips that you can use especially if it's your first time ever fasting or you've never done it before but you're curious and you're like "Mm, I want to try it hopefully the knowledge that I drop in this episode gives you guys that encouragement to say you know what I think I may consider you know fasting or I think I may try it for myself because it's actually a really good experience um and it's really really good for your walk with God. It does a great job of improving your relationship with God, improving your level of discernment, improving how you hear from God. It just improves the relationship like times 100, if I'm being honest. So I definitely recommend it. And without further ado, guys, we're going to go ahead and jump into this episode. But before we do, do not forget to rate this podcast five stars, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to Share this podcast with somebody who you feel like you may encourage or enlighten. And don't forget to check out my book, How to Become a Mentally Fit Christian, available on Amazon. All right, guys, let's jump into today's episode. All right, guys, so the topic for today is about fasting. Now, I feel like this episode comes at a really good time because my church is actually doing a 21 day fast starting tomorrow which is on halloween can't believe that right (laughs) luckily for me like i don't do a whole bunch on halloween the most i may do is like you know go to like a candy trick-or-treating event or trunk you know or treat or something with my little sister and that's about it regardless though I'm like, okay, I think this should work. And it's perfect because we should be done before Thanksgiving. Y'all know we love to eat on Thanksgiving. (laughs) So I'm actually pretty okay with going with this fast. But to kind of give detail around what we're about to do. So what we are doing is what is known as the Daniel fast. And so a lot of people, whenever they hear about fasting, especially, you know, newer Christians, those who are new to the faith, those who are, you know, getting their feet wet, they get typically confused when they hear about fasting they're like what is it and you know what does it entail and what does it mean to do this type of fast or this type of fast and so that's what I'm going to try my best to break it down in this episode today for you guys so first things first what is fasting so whenever you hear the term fasting and prayer fasting is talking about basically sacrificing something like giving up something while you tune while you like tune in and really dig into your relationship with God the Bible talks about fasting primarily in Matthew chapter 6 it talks a lot about like the guidelines of fasting and what you know you should do and what you should you know strive to do or exhibit whenever you're on a fast it talks about things like how you know you should you know not look disheveled and you shouldn't look like you're miserable and things like that just keeping those things in mind there are a lot of types of fasting so 
one of the main types of fasting that I was first introduced to when I was like in high school, as well as like a fast that I've done before successfully about one time is the Daniel fast. And that's actually the fast that we're going to do for these next 21 days. So the Daniel fast, guys, is a fast where you are only eating and drinking fruits, vegetables, and water. And whenever people hear about this fast, they think to themselves, okay, where does this come from? You know, who thought of, you know, the Daniel fast? Well, it comes from a um, scripture. It comes from actually a reference in the Bible in the book of Daniel. So I'm thinking it's in Daniel chapter one. So basically it's talking about in Daniel chapter one, how the king ordered, you know, his chief of staff and everyone to like eat these royal foods. They eat like these really rich meats and stuff like that because, you know, they're in a palace basically. So they're going to eat pretty good. You know what I'm saying? They're going to eat steaks. They're going to eat, you know, the filet mignon, the salmon, you know, they're going to eat the best of the cattle. Like they're going to eat really rich foods, fatty foods. And so Daniel had spoke to the king and, or not even the king. I think he spoke to the attendant. Yeah, that's right. So starting in Daniel 1 and 11, Daniel spoke with the attendant and he was telling them, you know, please test us for 10 days on a diet of vegetables and water. Daniel said at the end of the 10 days, see how we look compared to other young men who are eating the king's food. Then make your decision in light of what you see. And so the attendant agreed to Daniel's like suggestion, suggestion, excuse me. And he tested them for like 10 days. And so in verse 15, it talks about at the end of those 10 days of them just eating vegetables and, wa and drinking water. Daniel and his three friends looked healthier and better nourished than the young men who had been eating food assigned by the king. So the, the people who had been eating the meat and stuff like that. And so that's kind of in my eyes where the basis of the Daniel fast comes in, because, you know, instead of drinking the um the wine and eating the meat and stuff they were just eating veggies and drinking water but they looked more nourished and they looked healthier than anyone else and so that is where you know when we do the daniel fast that's what we're striving to do right it's almost like we're testing like he told the attendant test us you know for 10 days and see if you know our result after this fast is not better than what you guys are doing right now and so when you're going on a Daniel fast, you know, you're not eating meat. Um, a lot of questions that I get. So like whenever my um, friends ever ask me about fasting or whenever I've had people who have wanted to do it with me, they've asked all these different questions, which is OK, because I did the exact same thing. You guys, when I first started fasting, I was like, well, is this a vegetable <laughs> or is this acceptable and things like that? The best thing to do is just to stick to what you know. If you know it's a vegetable, if you know it's a fruit, then eat that. If you got to keep asking yourself like, eh, I don't know if this counts, more than likely it's not a fruit or vegetable. You just trying to get your way around it. Like I remember when I first did the Daniel fast, I think I was like trying to eat um, eggs <laughs> and all this stuff. And then somebody had to kind of tell me like, no, you know, it's fruits and veggies only, not poultry not anything you know of that nature even like chickpeas you know I thought of like making hummus or something like that at one point but then it was like no because that's more of a legume and you know legumes are like the beans and chickpeas and stuff you really want to stick to fruits and vegetables right like 
fruits and vegetables examples strawberries pineapples and especially stuff that is organically grown like stuff that you know is a vegetable um broccoli potatoes which potatoes i even got i would even say be weary of because it's technically a starch <laughs> um and you see how like it gets real you see how it can kind of get really great in those areas right which is why I felt like, you know, this could be a really good episode for somebody who has all these questions because it's like, eh, I want to fast, but I'm not sure how to. Right. And a lot of people have fear around fasting, because if you think about it, you're giving up something really significant for 21 days. Right. So meat. I don't know about y'all, but I eat a lot of meat and I'm sure a lot of people who are listening to this episode eat a lot of meat. So it's like giving up meat for 21 days. Like, is that even safe? Is that healthy? Is that possible? Like I said, this is stuff that we can look in the Bible and see that it has been done. Right. Not just with Daniel, you know, the premise of the Daniel fast when there's eating vegetables and drinking water for 10 days. We even saw that Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. Now, with that being said, disclaimer, nobody, <laughs> no human being should be fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, y'all, unless you want to meet Jesus. <laughs> do not do that. Do not do that. No. Okay, you better be sure that the Lord God himself sat on your bed and told you to do that before you do that. Because, yeah, Jesus did not eat or drink for 40 days and 40 nights. And that was great. And we know that he's Jesus. So, of course, he could, you know, he could do that stuff. Right. We are not Jesus. We are not the Messiah. So, you know, your Daniel fast, your partial fast, that, that should suffice just fine. There are those different types of fasts, which is my next point, right? So the Daniel fast is the one I just explained to y'all that we're doing where you just drink water only and you're eating fruits and veggies, right? There are also partial fasts or what they call intermittent fasting. So this is what a lot of people are familiar with when it comes to dieting. You know, a lot of people will intermittent fast, meaning they're only eat for a specific period of time. So it's like, or they won't eat for a specific period of time, if that makes sense. So it's like... If you fast from what my church has done to pass from 5 a.m. to 5 p.m., we're not eating. We're just drinking water. That's an example of like a partial fast or an intermittent fast because you're still eating what you want. Once that time frame is over, it's just for that time frame. You're not eating. You're just drinking water. So a lot of people go that route, especially when they're first starting out, because they're like, you know what? This is a little bit easier. And honestly, speaking from experience, you know, because I have fasted many times before, um, it's typically my practice and my goal, you know, my relationship with God, I like to fast at the beginning of every year. I try my best to set aside like 21 days at the beginning of the year, like, you know, New Year's to fast because that's how I like to set the tone of the year or fast at the end of the year. Right. I try to do one or the other. It just so happens that this year, you know, I see God is stretching me. The church is doing a fast to kind of close out this year. And so I'm going to do that with the church as well as I'm sure next year I will keep that same practice. Right. I will fast in the beginning of the year in like January. So, you know, you can do fast whenever you just feel like you need to. What I would suggest, which is my next point, is do it with people or with a church or organization because it makes it so much easier when you know that you're not going through it alone. And so when I've done fast, going back to like my little history, let me give y'all a little background. So when I first started doing a fast, um, I was at church in my hometown, Word of Truth. That's where I went to church through a lot of my high school years. So my mom and me and my twin went. And so I learned a lot. 
during that time. I learned a lot at that church. And that's where I really feel like we were first introduced to fasting as a family, you know, because he introduced it to us. And so when I finally figured out, okay, this is what it means to fast, I was like, oh man, this is, this isn't that bad. And I also saw the struggles with it. So there have been times, guys, where I have fasted and it has not been successful, where I have not been successful. So I say all that to say, if you're somebody who this is your first time considering fasting or you're not sure how to fast, give yourself grace because it does take a lot. It can't, it's a lot of mental strength. It's discipline. It's, you know, honoring God. It's really digging deep into your relationship with God, which is going to push you out of your comfort zone a little bit. And that's okay. And it's dialectic, right? We can acknowledge that it can be a little bit uncomfortable and scary at first. However, the results guys are like worth it. Trust me. So that kind of brings me to my next point, which is the benefits of fasting. So not only does fasting improve your relationship with God, you know, and what I mean by that is I'm not saying that if you fast, God is going to love you more than he loves anyone else. That is a common it kind of goes back to those misconceptions like I did when I first started this podcast about like a lot of misconceptions with Christianity. That's a hidden misconception that a lot of people don't talk about. But sometimes that comes up, you know, people think, well, if I fast, God loves me more. You know, God is more proud of me. And it's like, you know, it's great that you're fasting. And remember that God loves obedience more than sacrifice. You know, he appreciates that we're fasting because we're trying to, you know, hear from him or we're trying to like center ourselves so that we can know what he's telling us to do. And at the same time, I still feel like he loves the person who may not be fasting or who may struggle with fasting. I don't think that he, you know, just judge. Oh, just says, oh, I love them more because of that. Yeah, I think that's a misconception. Fasting is to grow closer to him. It's to literally lessen the distractions that we have day to day so that we can tune and tap into what God is telling us or what God is wanting us to do. Because a lot of times, I don't know about you guys, but even me as a Christian, I struggle a lot because I don't know what God may be telling me to do. You know, I will feel like the Holy Spirit is telling me to do this or the Holy Spirit is leading me this way. And I will be so confused. And the only way to sharpen that discernment and know for sure, okay, this is what he's saying and this is not what he's saying is when I fast, right? So that's one of the main benefits is that you do have a deeper, more intimate relationship with God after fasting. Like it does improve it tremendously. Another benefit is your health. So especially if you're doing like the Daniel fast, like we're doing where it's just fruits and vegetables for 21 days, y'all, that when I tell you it does wonders for your health. So giving a little bit of story time, um, the first time I ever, excuse me, successfully did this 21 day fast was when I was in college. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, y'all, it was my sophomore year of college. And it was the beginning of the year, like I said, wanting to do a fast at the beginning of the year. I don't think at that time I was even in a church because I was in school. So I wasn't like a official member of any church home there so I was just doing it on my own and I was just like okay I'm not going to eat any meat for 21 days I'm not going to eat like and okay we got to also remember like it's fruits and vegetables only so that means you can't eat sugar you can't eat like junk food chips none of that stuff like it has to be fruits and vegetables no junk food none of that so I did that for 21 days it was a tough 21 days y'all like as I'm thinking back when I was a sophomore in college, I believe I wrote about it in my journal, one of my journals that I've completed um, one time. And it was hard. Like, it was tough. And by the time I was finished with the fast, 
like one I had lost some weight so at that time I was in college so I did have like that free membership that my tuition and scholarships were paying for at their gym so of course I was going and working out every day which did a lot of progress for my body you know it helped me stay in shape it helped me stay fit um also it was easier in college because I had the calf right so you know at the calf they have those vegetarian options they had salad bars so it was really easy for me to do that I will say that as you become an adult and you have to buy stuff for this fast it does get more difficult why because unfortunately we live in a society that um junk food and you know getting a happy meal or a four for four is much cheaper and more accessible than buying healthy food which really sucks so i know that for a lot of people who want to do this fast that that becomes a barrier sometimes they're like okay i gotta get groceries but now that i'm just buying fruits and vegetables for these uh three weeks like my grocery bill is going to be a little bit higher because fruits and vegetables cost a little bit more like it costs to eat healthy and so I feel like that was a factor of me being successful in college just because I had free access to the food. Like I needed a salad, just go to the calf, go to the salad bar. I didn't want a salad. Maybe I want to like some cooked vegetables. Just go to the like vegetarian side of the like line or whatever, because they always had those options. Right. So it was much easier when I became an adult and I started buying my own groceries. It did get a little harder. So this is where, again, I started learning how to do, you know, how to be the most effective and how to like be cost effective as well. And that's why I'm hoping like these tips that I share will help somebody and encourage you guys, you know, don't let that get in the way because I do feel like the Lord actually provides. I do feel like if you have a heart and you tell Lord, you know, I really want to do this. I want to give my all and try to fast. He will provide like he will, you know, make a way for you to get what you need. Right. So. I wanted to say that just to kind of throw that out there that I have successfully done it once. So I think that that's something to keep in mind, too. Once you get one fast on and once you complete one fast successfully, you know that you can do it. So you use that to kind of encourage yourself, especially when it gets tough and when the temptations arise. My next point is to keep in mind while fasting, temptations will come. So, y'all, the devil would not be the devil if he did not tempt us when we're fasting. You are going to get tempted. I'm just going to put that out there for anybody before you decide to start a fast. Be prepared to be tempted. Be prepared that stuff will start to be more accessible and more convenient during that time of fasting. We are trying not to do it. Like my perfect example is, and like I said, I know that my fast starts tomorrow and I, you know, I go to work Monday through Friday. So I'm almost 100% certain y'all, I can bet all the money in my bank account right now that when I go to work this week, there are going to be some type of sweets or, <laughs> or cookies or food that's going to be at work. Ain't none been there, you know, when I wasn't fasting. But every time I fast, like something happens at work. There's a work party. Oh, we're bringing this. We're bringing that. And it's just like, seriously, <laughs> you know, you're faced with more temptation. Same thing if like, let's say you're fasting from something else, like you're fasting from social media. So that was the other point that I was going to bring up later, but I'll go ahead and say it now. There are different types of fasts of where, let's say if you are not at that level where you want to give up food, especially if you have like an underlying health condition, let's say you're somebody who has high blood pressure or you're somebody who has, you know, diabetes, you have some type of health condition. You may not want to do this fast, you know, health wise. I think the Lord gave us common sense for a reason, y'all. So if you feel like that is something that's going to be detrimental to your health, don't do it. You know, maybe try to modify, either try to modify it, maybe do the partial fasting, like just do a time frame of I'm not going to eat from um, 
8 a.m. to like 3 p.m. or something like that, you know, and just drink water during that time, but then eat every, you know, everything else after that time or give something else up. Like, let's say you're somebody, your flesh loves social media. Your flesh is always watching TV and that is like one of your strongholds. That's something that you're trying to overcome because that's really what, you know, fasting is trying to do as well. It's trying to kill our flesh. It's trying to cease that because if we're so much in our flesh, then it really is hard to hear from God. It really is hard to understand what he wants us to do or what he's trying to say. So if you feel like social media is the thing that's feeding your flesh more than food, then give that up. Like, don't be on social media for 21 days. Don't watch TV. Don't watch those shows or series that make you feel lustful or whatever for 21 days. You know, like give something else up if if you can't do food or if there's a reason where you feel like food may be too difficult. But again, same thing with the food. Just like temptation can come in that way, temptation is going to come in other ways too. So you may be fasting from social media and then... Long and behold, that's the week that like your post blows up and goes viral or whatever. So you're getting all these notifications. You see what I'm saying? Like the devil is going to tempt us in a lot of different ways. I think that that is a good point to be mindful of whenever you're fasting is be prepared for the temptation. And this is where the praying and the reading the scriptures comes in handy, because if you've got those scriptures on lock, you got those scriptures in your heart, you're praying to God like throughout the day. That temptation can come, but you can withstand it. You know, you can fight against it. You don't have to give into it because you have that strength. You're pulling on God for strength. You're, you know, looking to the scriptures. You're quoting those scriptures as your strength and as your reference of, you know what? I don't have to give into the devil. You know, I don't have to give into this temptation. So that, oh my goodness, the prayer and the reading scriptures, y'all, is so, 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 so important. Like, I hope that that, if you don't take nothing else from the episode of like an important point to fasting, Please, please, please pray and read scripture and spend time worshiping God. Because if you don't do that and let's let's just say you're not eating meat or you're not eating from a certain time frame, you're just dieting. You're not really on a fast, right? Your flesh is not really succumbing at all to anything like you're just dieting. You're just losing weight. Which is great because that is a benefit of, you know, the fast, right? Especially the Daniel fast. You do lose weight typically, especially if you accompany it with appropriate exercise and you're not overdoing it. And your health does improve, you know. Um, cholesterol levels balance out because you're not feeding your body all that fat and all that, you know, grease or anything or sugar and stuff like that. Like, it does have some really impactful benefits on your physical health. But also as well as your mental health and your spiritual health. I can honestly say that when I did this fast successfully for the first time, I felt lighter emotionally. I felt happier and I felt closer to God than I had ever been before. So saying all that to say that it is doable and that there are many great benefits when it comes to fasting. But keep in mind, like I said, that temptation will arise. Um... What I will also say is some tips with fasting. My my next point is, let's say you're doing a Daniel fast like I'm doing and that cost thing comes up, you know, like we don't know how to like be cost efficient with this. One of the things that I will suggest is buy stuff in bulk. So if you're like a member of Costco or Sam's Club, congratulations. <laughs> this will be a really great time to utilize that. Um, go and get like a big bag of like broccoli or vegetable medley or fruit and stuff. And, you know, if you're fasting for a week or two weeks or three weeks, that should last you a good amount of time. Just make sure that, you know, you're portioning out things reasonably. 
So that way you're able to get full, you're able to get through the day and you're not wasting food, nor are you running out of food. Right. But I would always say that that's one tip that I learned is like, if you're going to have to do that where you can't eat no meat, buy it in bulk, buy all those fruits and vegetables in bulk. Because what I found out is when we buy that stuff, typically, you know, it spoils because we're really not worried about eating fruits and vegetables. We eat meat. Right. However, when that's all you got to eat, it's more than likely not going to spoil because you're eating it almost every single day. Right. In every part of the day. So that's what I say. Um, I have a Sam's Club membership. That's where I go to buy like fruits and vegetables whenever I know I got to eat only that for a few days and it works out just fine. Nothing gets spoiled because, like I said, I'm eating it every single day for 14 days or 21 days or however long my fast is. So I would definitely say that's a tip for you guys to keep in mind. And they do have fruits and vegetables of all type in bulk. Let's say you don't have a Sam's Club membership um, or Costco. That's fine. Um, I would say go to like a grocery store anywhere that you can go like a local farmer's market um sprouts whole foods whole foods is expensive i'm gonna say that <laughs> and i still love whole foods because they have organic food and organic is so so great for your health if you are somebody who's fasting and believe in god for like healing in your body i highly encourage you get organic because yeah it makes a difference it really does um but yeah i will also say drink plenty of water make sure that you're staying hydrated now some things that you can expect to happen when you fast so i know that i said temptation was one the next thing that you guys can expect is your body to go through some changes so think about this y'all you have went from being a carnivore <laughs> eating meat every day to now it's three days or four days your body has not had meat it has not had sugar it has not had coffee it's, it's going to feel weird. You're going to go through these symptoms, right, of like you may get a headache. You may um, be going to the restroom a lot. I remember when I first fasted, y'all, like this, the Daniel fast, I was going to the bathroom so much you would have thought I was pregnant. Like I was going to pee like every 20 or 30 minutes and I was like, what is wrong with me? <laughs> and then I remember talking to somebody who I was going to a, visiting a church at the time and they was like, you know, but that's what typically happens. You know, the meat and stuff your body is not having to digest all that stuff no more all that processed food it's just literally digesting water fruits and veggies which is easier so it's going to run through you a little bit quicker so if you start going to the bathroom a lot during the fast that's normal that is your body functioning the way it should you know your kidneys and your liver and stuff is working the way it should um you will also kind of experience some of those detoxes because that's really what's happening you know your body is detoxing from a lot of toxins um, so of course you may have a headache. I always get this in the frame of mind when somebody's like detoxing from drugs or like an addiction and how that body goes through those withdrawals. But this is typically the same thing, right? Like meat and stuff, as much as we love it, y'all, if we're being honest, it's not good for our bodies. And even the Lord, you know, I feel like tells us that even in the Bible about even with these examples, not just with Daniel, but in other ways of how like, it's really not good for us and we still eat it. Right. That's why gluttony is one of those sins that a lot of people don't want to talk about, but it is a sin. So your body is going to have to literally detox from all of that. It's not going to feel great the first few days. I will say that I feel like the last time I successfully did this after day five, I was OK. I wasn't perfect, but I was pretty much fine. And then another point that I wrote down about like stuff to expect is that your appetite will typically change after the fast is done so if you do this 21 day fast the right way you literally stick to just fruits veg veggies and water when that 21 day hit 
or you know day 22 is coming up and you're like oh i can't wait to eat a steak i can't wait to eat like fish or whatever your appetite is probably going to be different so i'm not saying that you're gonna eat meat and just hate it some people have done that i have read some books on like some different um christian authors or you know pastors and um mentors who have done this and they completely stopped eating meat altogether because they said when they went back to eat it they it would just disgusted them there's like the taste of it like the smell of it they just couldn't take it anymore so that may be something that happened for you now personally me i <laughs> i still went back to meat but i was mindful of how much i was eating so if you notice a change in your appetite i would say don't let that scare you just know that that is your body has gotten used to this. They say that, you know, science tells us it takes 30 days to break a habit or 30, 30 days to create a habit, 30 days to break one. So 21 days is not 30. And at the same time, it's literally a long time to go without something. So your stomach in a way, as I describe it, it may even shrink to where you can eat meat that day, but you ain't going to be, your body is not going to be able to hold as much meat as you probably used to eat, right? Because now it's been eating fruits and veggies all the time. So I would say another tip to keep in mind is when you break the fast, do not go eat, y'all, a big steak and mashed potatoes. Like, don't, you know, like greens and yams. Like, don't load up on it like that because you're going to get physically sick. The one time I did a fast, and it wasn't even 21 days, but I think it was like 7 or 10 days one time that I did. And that's why I say it, was, it wasn't even a successful fast because I think I had broke a few times, but I like got back on track. Like, I had went so many days without eating meat. And so then that day I broke the fast, I went and I ate all this stuff. I think I ate like a big burger and some french fries. And I got sick. Like, I almost threw up. I was literally physically ill. And I was like, I should not have done that. So when you break the fast, ease yourself back into your, nat into your normal diet, right? Maybe drink a smoothie. If you have to eat meat that day, I would say do a light or lean meat. So maybe do some salmon, some shrimp. You know, seafood is good. Um, maybe a light chicken without that's not fried, like a baked chicken. Deer meat is really lean. However, because it's a red meat, I would, I would be really weary with that, but just those lean, healthy meats before, and something that is, you know, not fried before you go back to the fried foods and stuff like that. Because if you do those fried foods the day that you break, yeah, you set yourself up for disaster. That's all I'm going to say. That is all I'm going to say. And another point that I want to touch on is when you are fasting to be mindful. So this is the time where you need to pay attention. I feel like the Lord speaks to us the most when we're fasting because he's got our full attention. Think about it. Like you're not distracted by sugary foods or meat. Um, for those who are like me and like to pair that also with like not being on social media as much or not, you know, watching TV as much. You you've literally got God's like. Not only his full attention, but he's got your undivided attention. That's what I want to say. So be mindful of what he could be telling you or showing you. He may show you things in dreams. Um, he may show you things in like different kind of signs and like miracle signs and wonders are probably going to be popping up. So this is where you need to be mindful. This is where the distractions are off. Try your best not to get distracted again or as easily distracted, but try your best to focus in because if you're somebody who's believing God to do something specific whenever you're fasting. More than likely, he's going to show you something. Or he's going to do it or he's going to show you why he's not going to do it or he's he's going to speak to you. You got to be mindful though, so you can catch it. You don't want to miss it. Right. 
that's why I say the prayer is a really important part. So I know like my church, when we're doing this fast, we're going to be praying at like 5 a.m. every morning. And then I think at 8 or 9 on Saturdays, I got to check. Um, but, you know, prayers are really essential part of that. And it's not like, y'all, you have to spend a, a, like three hours or four hours in prayer. We're not saying that. Um, just pray, though. Like spend some time with him praying. Set aside an hour if you need to of prayer. For that day, if you are somebody who you're like, I can't pray for an hour straight, you know, I'm new to this, not true to this, break it up, do increments of 15 minutes, maybe pray for 15 minutes here, pray for 15 minutes at lunch, pray for 15 minutes when you're driving home. Like there are ways to give God that time. Right. And that's what he wants to see. I believe when we're fasting, he wants to see us give him that time. Now, when you fasting, don't be like they said the Pharisees, because it does say that in the Bible how like the Pharisees would, I guess, um, make themselves look really miserable or whatever whenever they fasted. So people basically can know that they're fasting. And I do believe that in modern day times in society, there are Christians who are like that. They want to show the world and showcase that they fasting, right? And all I'm going to say is that's not, I don't believe that that is, you know, pleasing to God, right? If you're going to fast, fast because your heart is in the right place, right? Check your motives before you're fasting. What are you fasting for? What are you believing God for? What are you hoping to get out of this, out of this experience? Excuse me. And like I said, Matthew chapter six is a really good place to look at whenever you want to hear what the word says about fasting. So it says in Matthew chapter six, I'm going to start reading from verse five. When you pray. Don't be like the hypocrites. Notice he called them hypocrites <laughs> who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth. That is all the reward they will ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself. Shut the door behind you and pray to the father. Pray to your father in private. Then your father who sees everything will reward you. When you pray, don't babble on as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them for your father knows exactly what you need. Even before you ask him, pray like this. Our father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need and forgive us our sins as we, as we have forgiven those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your father will not forgive your sins. And when you fast, I'm almost done. This is verse 16. And when you fast, don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do, for they try to look miserable and disheveled. So people will admire them for their fasting. I tell you the truth. That is the only reward they will ever get. But when you fast, comb your hair and wash your face. Then no one will notice that you are fasting except your father who knows what you do in private. And your father who sees everything will reward you. So I think that that's a really, really great chapter and verses that talks about fasting and prayer, right? It is something that should be done because you want to get closer to God, right? Like your heart and your motor should be in the right place. When it's talking about like the Gentiles and the hypocrites in those verses, it's talking about how they fasting because it's a show, right? They want people to see that they're fasting. They want people to, you know, know, oh, I do this or I'm fasting this way or I'm fasting that way. Right. And it's like it says, that's the only reward that they're going to get. That's as much as they're going to get. Right. But when you fast, let it be, you know, you praying in private. Right. You ain't got to pray publicly when you're fasting, but pray in private. 
do your you know do your makeup do your hair don't be walking around looking like woe is me because you're fasting and you ain't eating meat right the way i see it is that people should not know that you're fasting right they should not be able to tell that oh man they fast and they looking all you know sad and sleepy no it should look like you just going through the regular day like hey y'all you know do your makeup if you need to get your hair done do all of that but when you're doing when you're fasting i really do think that your heart matters so of course i'm telling you guys that i'm fasting because my church is fasting and it's the content of this episode however typically when i'm fasting before i start doing a podcast especially since i'm doing this episode but typically when i'm fast i wouldn't tell people until they asked or unless I was talking to somebody who I was really close, really, even with that, like only my close friends who I was like praying with or people who I would like know I could ask for prayer. That's who would know that I was fasting. Everybody else wouldn't know until like maybe they saw me not eating meat and they'd be like, you good? And I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm straight. I'm just fasting. And then that would be the end of the conversation. Right. So that is to say, you know, when you're fasting, check your heart, check your motive. All right. Because. Yes, I do believe that God rewards those who fast, who do seek him diligently. And at the end of the day, we should want to serve God. We should want to get to know God because he is God. Not because we're necessarily just wanting something in return. Remember, God is not a genie in a bottle, even though I know that that's how people see him most of the time. That is not who he is. Okay. He is the God who, you know, loves us. The God who wants to bless us. The God who wants to, you know, do great things for us. And I believe that he will do that and that he is willing to do that. We just have to give him the chance to do that, right? We have to give him the chance to be God in our life. So hopefully after listening to this episode, you may be encouraged to fast, right? Fasting, if I had to talk a little bit about the mental health perspective of fasting, it does build discipline and discipline helps us to grow. It helps us to get out of our comfort zone. It helps us to shed off complacency and stagnation and actually reach new heights like if you can complete a fast imagine what else you can do imagine what else you can you know withstand because you have this high level of self-discipline and self-discipline is good right self-discipline is something that we should strive for even the bible talks about in a verse about how discipline is not good while it is happening and it is painful i think that fasting is a really great example of that you know about how, okay, this discipline does not feel good in the moment. However, it's good for me and it's going to, you know, help me in the long run, which is why I like that. And I think that verse, here it is. Here's the verse. It's Hebrews 12 and 11, where it says, no discipline is enjoyable while it is happening. It's painful, but afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. And so if I'm being honest, that'll probably be the hallmark verse that I have like written somewhere, whether it's in my car on a dash or um, in my room on the mirror. I will probably write this verse so I could see it every single day because it's going to remind me that, OK, this is not enjoyable. This probably sucks right now. You're probably being tempted in a lot of ways right now. And that's OK, because even though it's not enjoyable now, there's a peaceful harvest coming when it's done. So I hope that this episode, like I said, just encourages you guys, especially knowing that I'm not somebody who's just talking about this to talk about it, but I'm somebody who's done this and is going to do this. That's really the main reason why I wanted to share that was because I hope it encourages you guys to do it too. Like, go ahead and do it fast. You can do it, you know? And if I can sit here and say that it's not easy for me and that I have like had some unsuccessful attempts, then I hope that that encourages you whether you feel like you'll have a successful attempt or not. 
that's the last point that I want to touch on. Yeah, before I end this episode. So let's say you're somebody, you fast and you mess up. You accidentally <laughs> eat a piece of chicken without knowing. I have done that so many times, y'all. I think somebody even did a reel on Instagram about it. And I was just like, wow, that's me. Because I've done that so many times and I felt so bad and so convicted. Like, God, I'm so sorry. You know, I would encourage you do not stop fasting just because you do that. You know, repent and go back and do it. Right. Continue to do it. So hopefully that encourages you guys when you try to fast. Well, that concludes this episode of the Wise Words Podcast. Don't forget to share this podcast with somebody who you feel like it will enlighten and encourage. Don't forget to give it a five-star rating, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. And most of all, guys, I hope that after listening to this episode, you guys are also encouraged to fast and pray because it is something that is truly beneficial and it helps you to get closer to God and hear from God a lot clearer. Um, With that being said, please pray for me. Pray for the members of my church as we go into these 21 days of fasting. Um, I'm really believing for something awesome to happen. Maybe you have a prayer request. Maybe you have something you're listening and you want me to touch and agree on your behalf. Or I love interceding and praying for people. So (laughs) if you're somebody who has a specific prayer request and you're believing God for something or you have a question about fasting, please direct message me if you follow me on social media. Or if you're listening on Spotify, there is a option where you can leave me a message. It should be like an audio um, message button on Spotify where you can like send me questions or send me like requests. Okay. So you guys do that. Take care of that. Pray for your girl. Got to get these veggies right. <laughs> I hope y'all don't think like we eat fruits and vegetables. I'm just going to eat them unseasoned. No, like I got to, like, <laughs> I got to like saute broccoli and like air fry some corn, all of that. But nonetheless, guys, I love y'all. Thank y'all for supporting this podcast. And until next time, God bless. And let's see how this 21, how these 21 days go.